0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Hello, welcome to a uh, all-new episode of the A.J. Bruno Show. It's the presidential edition. We're going to be discussing uh, different presidents tonight. I uh, will go through my top five, my bottom five, and uh, you can give me your take on my picks or if you have any differences in opinion. Um... Okay, we might be having some issues with the switchboard, once again. Um, I'm having some uh, <laughs> equipment issues myself, so I will try to do the best I can with that, but uh, call in anyway, 347 uh, to uh, talk in the program. Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, before we jump in to tonight's uh, topic, I want to mention you know, it is Columbus Day. Happy Columbus Day, of course. Um, and it's kind of sad that uh, you know you have to be all PC about about today because you know, he was Columbus was so brutal and all you know, and you know all these liberal myths that are really twisted about there. We're not, you know, we're it's basically celebrating a uh, a milestone, a landmark. In history. And so uh, I'm personally offended that uh, I didn't have off for Columbus Day. And some people do, some people don't. You know, it's a federal holiday. You should get off for it. And we could all spend the day reflecting on uh, Christopher Columbus. We should be able to do that, but uh, no, not thanks to liberal PC types. We uh, can't, apparently. That's uh, sad. sad, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, uh, why don't we get started? <clears throat> so there's been a good number of uh, different types of presidents over the past couple hundred years. Uh, you had some successful ones, some not so successful ones I'll try to break it down to who uh, did their job right and uh, who uh, probably should have not gone into that line of work uh, sadly there are some <sighs> some unfortunate souls who, uh, who are like that Okay. Um, why don't we start at the bottom, rounding out the bottom of my uh, of my top five. Oh, and, and for the record, before we before we get into this, I think we can all agree that uh, William Henry Harrison was the greatest president of all time. You know, on policy, he made no mistakes during his administration. I'm not sure he made one personal error. uh, But, you know, besides for that, he he did everything perfectly. I mean, what a a model president. We should do everything the way he did. That would be awesome. I think it would be. William Penner Harris. He is just so great. So very, 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 very great. Okay. Anyway, why don't we get right into the mix of things here. Uh there'll be a lot of different uh presidents we'll be discussing tonight. Okay. Starting at number five, we have uh, Bill Clinton. No. I am not going to put him at the the very uh worst part of the worst. But um <clears throat> Not really, a very successful person. Now he he ran, and he only won because Perot took votes that Bush needed away from him. If it wasn't for Perot playing spoiler and taking a lot of Republican votes, you know, Bush probably would have won a second term. Then who knows what would have happened because of that? Instead, you have the uh, man from Hope. You, know, you, had, uh, you had William Jefferson Clinton. And he spoke like this. He said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Mr. Lewinsky. Yeah, smooth talker and all that. Master any of the moderate because Arkansas Democrats are tend to be more conservative than the national democrat as an average and and all that. Um and I guess you could say he was moderate on some, some things when he had to be, uh, but only for political reasons, you know, triangulation and all that. But what were the first two big things he tried when he got into office? Uh, first, he tried, well, I don't know the exact order, but these were the two main things he started at the beginning. Firstly, he wanted to integrate the military and allow gays to serve openly. in a big no-no. Even nowadays, you're trying that garbage. Um, Hopefully, it won't get through, but at that time, it definitely wouldn't get through. Um, Trying to push that, a very unpopular concept. Then he realized this isn't going to happen, so then he came up with the don't ask, don't tell, compromise. Uh, So pretty much a fail, and that's his first priority that says something. Um, Then he has Hillary, because Hillary was so qualified to do this, of course. He has Hillary go and uh, have this healthcare commission or have you, um, and comes up with this whole universal healthcare nonsense. Because you know, she was so qualified for that, and certainly she would come up with a fair and uh, smart solution to the problem, wouldn't she? And so another failure. So he starts off his, his presidency with a couple major failures. and. People don't want that stuff. Um, Then you have the Republican Revolution coming around and you wipe the Democrats out of Congress. But with that, even though they were... uh, That should have been signed. And, you know, you have to work with the Republicans on certain issues, mostly economic ones. Just because those are things you uh, can get away with, I suppose, and still not a moderate like he claimed be. Just because you're going to reason on a few different issues does not make you a moderate. Still had a radical agenda, and you see the way he acts now brings out his true colors, you know. And not only that, but I think a president should have some moral character, you know? I mean, well, he's, he's not going to appear on any of my list tonight, but uh, JFK, for instance, just to sidetrack briefly. Um, you know, the kind of things that went on, without getting into too much detail, in his White House with him and his brothers and, and whatnot, um, just disgusting that you have a a president like that with no moral character whatsoever. And the same with Clinton. You know, he ran around with his chubby whores and, and all that, uh, bring, really bringing a disgrace to this country. Um, then he had that whole scandal where, you know, people say Bush should have been impeached. Well, Bush President Bush didn't do anything to they being impeached. Um, this guy did because he lied under oath. If a president is lying under oath, That is ground for people. And he should have been, and he wasn't. And I'll sorry, that is that is really Unfortunately. True. Um that he can get away with stuff. I'm sure he's still continuing these antics to this day. That and um you know, he went to help the let's see, where else yeah, he went to help those Bosnians in um, the whole conflict there in, in the Balkans. Um, getting us involved there, which was not a good move. Uh, when he bombed, he decided to go after and you know, throw some bombs in Iraq. Um, and then he waited near Christmas, so these guys had to go do it around that time. Well, it doesn't matter to him. He's just giving the orders. He wasn't he wasn't personally doing anything because, um, well, he didn't do much like that. And, you know, at least when we went to Iraq under President Bush, uh, we were just not just uh, bombing aspirin crackers like he was. That worked out real well. But hope he gets away scot free on that. Doesn't he? Apparently, it does. Okay. 347 308 8073. call in, I'm assuming there's people on the line here, but uh, I'm having some issues with my equipment, unfortunately. So hang on patiently. I'm going to try to get to you guys in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> it's really annoying me, too. But, you know, you get a, um side sidetracking once again here. You get a laptop that's a month old, a fairly high-end model, and you expect it to, I don't know, not crash and shut down all day long and uh, the Internet to cause you issues, but I guess that's too much to ask for. Right? Yeah. Because you can't make sure the hard drive is actually functioning properly before you do it, before you sell it. It's too much trouble. Just the idiot side. I don't know. I guess that's the one problem with having uh, uh, a screen-based switchboard. But anyway. uh, (laughs) Okay. uh, Why don't we, in the meantime, flip on over to the uh, good side of the coin. Uh, We will talk a little bit about... Number five, on my top list there. Oof, I wonder who is it, who is it? Any guesses, any guesses? Well, you maybe, maybe right. At number five, I have uh, Jefferson. Now, Jefferson, why? Okay, here's why. Still early in the country, And some people criticize him. But one of the founding fathers, um, he did quite a lot to guarantee this country's liberty. And when he was president, to me this is the defining point as to why I would include him on, on this list. Doubled the size of the country with the Louisiana Purchase, and he had, he had a few, you know, domestic uh, accomplishments also. But to me, that is the crowning one. And it wasn't necessarily the most popular thing. Right? And he didn't even technically get approval by Congress to do it. But for, and I don't remember the exact figure offhand, but for whatever millions of dollars it cost to buy it from Napoleon, um, whatever the, the cost was, you know, you doubled the size of the nation getting us ever closer to our manifest destiny of reaching the West folks. So uh, that was certainly a uh, phenomenal achievement on his part. Um, okay, here. okay, I don't know what the deal is with this. We're going to take just a, a couple-minute recess while I try and figure this out. Hang on for a second there. Um, I'm going to try and figure out this problem because we got to get the switchboard running. Sorry for those who are holding. Um, (laughs) I'm just as annoyed as you are. But, okay, just a second. All right, we're back here. Sorry about that. Uh, we should have the switchboard up and running in a moment. Okay, anyway, uh, we're literally... Okay, so we, so far we've covered the worst president, and we've covered... Uh, sorry, not the worst. The fifth worst president and the fifth best president. So we'll flip the coin back on over uh, to, the, to the bad side of things. Ooh. And the question is, who is next? That list. And it's James Buchanan. We'll put James Buchanan up there on the board. Now, why was James Buchanan such a bad president? The uh, president right before the onset of the Civil War, probably the man that caused it, um, And it could have been prevented if he actually addressed the grievances of the other of the southern states. Um, if he wasn't completely incompetent, essentially. And three four, by the way, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Uh, if you wanted to participate in the program. Okay, anyway, so back to discussing the uh, presidency here. So this guy caused a major conflict that tore apart the union. And (laughs) it's obvious why he didn't get a second term, because on the onset, on the practically eve of the war, it was pretty clear that he was leading us towards it, Yeah, unfortunately. And he oh tends to make people's bottom bottomless as well, although there are gonna be some discrepancies obviously between um what the liberal historians will put on there and uh what the can what the you know smart people will, will put on um Okay. Uh, on the other hand, switch back to the good sign. We have a number four. Well, we have Washington number four. And why is Washington a number four? That's a good question. The man was the first president of the United States. If he wanted to, he could have been a king. And the whole uh, trajectory of the country could have been completely different. Yeah? I mean, if you don't have the right man as the first president, and naming the capital that came right after him pretty much shows that um, the importance of the role that he had as our first clip, as our first manager. Uh, what, whether it was uh, dealing with the Whiskey Rebellion or whether it was, you know, overseeing this new nation, being successful in its infancy, I mean, Now, to keep in mind, too, that for what, a half dozen or so years? Yeah, for the better part of a decade, after the Revolutionary War was won, the country was being governed by these Articles of Confederation, which did not hold the nation together at all. And so finally you get this Constitution and you have this president, when he was elected in uh, 1788. You know, he could have stayed in probably as long as, I mean, he did die two years after he left office, but he could have stayed in as long as he wanted to, um, but he didn't. He set the precedent for two terms, which uh, we needed to constitutionally fix because later on FDR had to think he was king and get elected to four. And he probably would have done four more had he lived that long. But um, <clears throat> anyway, you cannot understate the importance that the first president had. And certainly he belongs. You know, top or at the top of anyone's anyone's list. I would think. I would hope so. I would definitely hope so. Okay, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. If you want to participate in the show. Okay, on the negative side of things, flipping back over to the not so great presidents. Who do we have at number, at number three? Hmm. Coming in at number three, Martin Van Buren. Now, Martin Van Buren's a guy that everyone likes to find of. He's literally, we can't even say that much about him. He did absolutely nothing. I think he had some sort of a banking bill that did something. Now, besides that, Four years, the guy did nothing. And and um, sorry, I lost my off for a second. You have a. A boil in your left ear and your half your brain is that tends to happen. So pardon me. (laughs) Anyway, um, also being mentioned on a Seinfeld episode. President of the (laughs) Gang. To show you what, and then what what was the line they said? Uh, Something like, uh, "Martin Van Buren, he's the most do nothing president of all time. Because the guy did nothing." So you got to put him at the top just for the fact that pretty much four years down the drain because the guy didn't accomplish anything, anything whatsoever. So, three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. 8073 if you want to call in to the program. Um, okay. So the... the Switchboard is being monitored by proxy now, so if you want to go ahead and put a caller on, uh, go on ahead, although I can't see who it is right now. But um, I have a patience with me today. It's not exactly the best day for a, for a show, but uh, <laughs> I'll try that. It's my best. Um, okay, so let's flip on in the meantime it. Those being... Do we have someone on the line? Hello. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that's not working yet. Anyway, so flip over to the other other side. Who do we have coming in at number three? Well, George W. Bush. <laughs> what? You must be joking. Putting George W. Bush at the top of a of a uh, greatest present. Are you nuts? No, well, President Bush deserves to be up there. Definitely the top five. I mean, you could you could argue moving around different people, um, particularly in the two to five range, I would say. But I don't think you can you can knock him out unless you're just a pure ideologue. Now, the, bear in mind the second term of President Bush was known when he was stronger than the first term. I would say the first term, he did a very, very phenomenal job. Um, spot on on almost everything. You know, tailed off. I mean, second term was never as good as the first anyway, but you know, kind of tailed off the second, especially the last two years because of the Democrats and the Congress and whatnot. But, um, I mean, look at all he accomplished. He had a couple of good justices on the court to lock that up for the next 30-some odd years. Um, some more restrictions on although not as many as there should be, unfortunately. But you got the partial birth uh, ban at least. Uh, you know, tax cuts, that benefited everyone. You had, in a way, different, different things that actually helped the country. But the, particularly, to me, the funny point is, you know, who would you want as president? Uh, after 9-11. Who did we want as our president? I don't think Gore would have handled that uh, quite the same way. You know, this country was, and in different ways we have been attacked by Islamic terrorists before, but never so directly and so massively as on 9-11. And when we were attacked like this, There wasn't a, there wasn't another a, an stop. We were very fortunate to have President George W. Bush as our Commander in Chief after September 11th. We were living in dangerous times. We still are living in dangerous times, and we needed somebody with the courage of their convictions to take hunt these people down. So yeah, we go to Afghanistan, do massive damage to Al-Qaeda and Taliban and whatnot. Um, then later on we go to Iraq and deal with another dictator and terrorists that he's supporting there. And will we attack since then? No. So clearly our defense policy worked working very well under President Bush. And since then people seem to have forgotten about 9-11 a little bit. They've grown complacent. And it's kind of sad because people have very short memories. And apparently they're fine with being unprotected. Yeah. Or they'll try and say. Excuse me. Or they'll try and say. Um, oh, sorry about that. All right. Um. Oof. Okay. Anyway, so they'll try and say something along the lines of you can't, um, you know, well, what you're sacrificing your liberty for that, or they'll, they'll quote Franklin or someone, um, you know, he who sacrifices, uh, who you know, sacrifices uh, liberty for security deserves neither, whatever. But okay, how are you sacrificing your liberty? Only the terrorists are sacrificing their liberty, and they don't deserve it because they are terrorists trying to kill you. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. I think we have a switchboard issue fixed. So we have a secret caller on the line. Go ahead. Hello. We have a secret caller. Are you talking? Okay. Maybe not. All right. Well, I'll leave this guy on for a few more seconds if he wants to pop on there and talk, because if you are a secret caller, you're on, and you can talk if you want. Anyway, so back to my point. George W. Bush was a, was a great president. Perfect finding means no. And I would say his imperfections would be he wasn't conservative enough on certain issues. Conservative on almost everything, but um, you know, for instance, uh legal immigration. He tried he says that it was a uh you know, call like, it oh, like a for him it's because Christian morality would say that he has to I guess be a little softer on that, but um I would disagree on that, obviously. But you know, some people would <sighs> You know, some people were lambasting him and mocking him for that. Even if it's important issue, even if it's an important issue, to go against someone who you disagree with almost all the time and to just show disrespect—it's um, just downright wrong. You know, I—I I remember, uh, you know, for instance, uh, Lori Ingram would make fun of him and stuff about that. Then again, she's not a very nice person if you ever met her. So. Uh, that's pretty much in her character, and other people would do things like that as well. Um, but besides a couple issues, spending issues, and whatnot. So, besides for that, I think he's done pretty well. He did pretty well. Okay, <clears throat> you know I've been told that, or I think that Daniel's on the line here. He's a secret caller. But he's too scared to, to take me out he's probably like you know what a j your arguments are just too good I'm just gonna listen and and learn and be educated and hey you know what I appreciate that letting me educate you and I hope I change your mind on some of these uh on some of these issues okay just assuming because he always like to li- like to listen in and comment on occasion but um I don't know what's happening. Okay, anyway, so, let's see, let's see, we'll get to somebody else in a minute, 347 uh, 308 if you want to participate in the program, let me know if you think I'm wrong, let me know if uh, you have a different opinion, and uh, I'll be happy to discuss it. Okay, anyway, so we are flipping back to the negative side of things. The negative side of things. Who do we have at number two? Jimmy Carter. Now, what can you say about Jimmy Carter? This guy was the original epic failure. And although it's not epic fail tonight, but part of it is because we're talking about bad presidents. Um, So we have Carter at number two. Now, Carter ruined the economy because of had a major gas shortage and uh, sent the economy into recession with his stupid liberal economic policies. That's what always happens, but anyway, maybe um, let's our country vulnerable as liberals love to do. Maybe you let those, these hostages uh, sit and in captivity for 444 days, and I remember I, I saw part of some boring like documentary on him, which was so boring. So I, I didn't see it all. Um, and uh, I, this must have been one of the people who just clearly lost their mind there. So he's he at some event I forget what it was, and he's talking to one of those hostages. You know, this is two years ago or whatever. And then he's and then he he tells him he tells Carter, you know, I just want to say thanks thanks for getting us home. Like really. Considering the only reason they got home was because they were too scared of Reagan, uh, and so they released on the exact day, and he took office. If Carter was real, I could it lived two to three years more. He already tried to failed to rescue him. The guy was a horrible commander-in-chief. He was a total failure, and he deserves the belongs at to the top of any list. You know. not a good president. You could say, I would have said until a few years ago that while he was a lousy president, he was a decent man, but um, the stuff he's been saying the past few years, he's just totally either senile or he's just way out there. Um, In fact, for his sake, I hope he's senile because the stuff he says. You should not be saying if you are in your right mind. That's for sure. That is potential. Um... But, yes, he is a total failure. Okay. 347-308-8073. If you want to uh, call in. Let me let me. Uh, know. Okay. Flipping back over um, to the good side here. Before I get into this, though, I, I want to give Jefferson Davis on my goal. Now I can't include him on the on the official list because he wasn't technically a US president, but he was a uh, an American president. He was an American president, um, because this man what do you I and mean, he gets demonized by history. Which is wrong. And you know, he was in prison for a while and tried and treated very poorly and ended up, you know, uh very much going in exile at the end of his life, um took the job as president of the Confederacy, which, you know, he must have known that ha should their cause fail, he was going to be a huge target. Um, yet he took it anyway. And he did a pretty good job. Um, although they was then that decision to whether or not to, there were some fatal mistakes he made. For instance, um, incorporating slaves into the army—they did that very late with there. You know, even looking in that context, if you're outnumbered in manpower, um, three to one or so, which is about what it was. Why would you not use slaves? First of all, you'd save, you know, a few other lives. And second of all, you're desperate for manpower. So you'd say, hey, you serve for so long and then you, you're free whatnot. Um, but they were just too proud to use the, use slaves for their army, which they shouldn't have been because it maybe would have made a difference. Maybe it would have equalized the, the uh, numerical cap a little bit. And that would have. Could have tremendous benefit. That's for sure. Okay. Now that we gave him honorable mention, we're going to flip to the other side of the civil war. Um. and go up to Lincoln, who's number two on my list. Now, you might say, well, how can you be a fan of Lincoln? And Davis at the same time, well, you got to respect both sides, I think. But what Lincoln did was also clear, because he was hell-bent on preserving the union. Um and because of this, without someone who was you know, if you had a weaker president who said, Hey, let those southern states go, weaken the country substantially, dividing it probably permanently. And he did whatever he had to do to keep the country together. And that dramatically Influence the course of history. The last 144 years could have been much different if it wasn't for for that. And even though he only served uh, one and a very small part of a second term, um, the accomplishments cannot be understated. And at the time, he, you know, suspended habeas corpus and all these other things, which if you did that nowadays, people would be aghast. But now, when you look back, they say, hey, you did the right thing. And then you get into that whole liberty and security argument again, but these same liberals who would bash Bush for doing things that were not so extreme would basically give a free pass me, to Obama. Um, to Obama, would basically give a free pass to Lincoln for that, which just shows their hypocrisy. Well, you know, it was fine in the 1860s, but it's not fine now. Oh, well, who's you know going to make the determination so. anyway uh three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three um all right, we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh final two also tonight's edition that was probably just gonna be an hour episode. um I'm having too many technical difficulties, and it's really impeding my ability to manage the show uh. Sorry about that once again. Not fun, not fun at all. Okay. Anyway, so we go back to the negative side, and yes, we have Barack Hussein Obama as the worst president of all time. We do. Um, so how could you say that? He's only been in office for nine months. Well, I can say that, because in those nine months, one, he's accomplished nothing, and two, not only has he accomplished nothing, he's been awarded for accomplishing nothing, and he's actually done damage. I mean, the least he could do is leave things as they are, and not make it worse. This guy, you know, we talk about him all the time, but he didn't deserve to be president in the first place. And because of his inadequacies and his inexperience, He has left us in a state of vulnerability. You know, we talked about him getting the Nobel Peace Prize the other day. For what? Doing nothing. All he's done is lead us in a road towards socialism. All he's done is left our country vulnerable to its enemies, something that President Bush tried to prevent. And to a large extent, did successfully. And now we are just throwing away... The, sorry, and these policies were to a large extent successful, and they kept us safe. But now we're just going to start to throw away some of those. We're going to become complacent. That's what, to me, the 2008 election. These people who voted for Obama, they're particularly focusing on the people who voted Republican in 04 and fought the Democrats in 08 you know, the couple million or whatever that made the difference. One, is over these people's minds, you know? So they think that leftist-economist policies won't make a a positive uh, decision. But on the other hand, they're not going to work. And yet you forget, who keeps America safe? Is it weak liberal Democrat anti-defense policies or conservative Republican Pro defense policies. It's clearly the latter. Now we've chosen, and not only that, now we have a, a greater social decline because we're going to be seeing radical socially liberal policies being pushed. We already have pro abortion policies in, into place, and he wants to get rid of the only ass don't tell and make the military completely dishonorable, which would really be a major straw in our country. And at the same time, like I said, he gets rewarded for it. He gets rewarded with the number one spot. And if we're we're talking about this in three years at the end of his presidency, which uh, I can't believe it's going to be 39 more months. Imagine that. I mean, that's just rough. We're only, you know, we're not even a quarter through it. Ugh, don't remind me, right? Uh, the I said you could ignore him, too. I try to pretend he doesn't exist, and maybe you could forget about it briefly, but as soon as you get yourself back into the, the world or watch anything or go anywhere, you can't go anywhere without hearing about him. It's like, go away already. I don't want to hear about you. It's all about him, too, and his ego trip. It's not about America. It's about apologizing for America, and it's about talking about Barack Hussein Obama all day. Um and apparently relayed to me that uh one of my liberal fan trolls here saying that Obama is win because he was elected. Okay, being elected does not make you win. Were the uh national socialist was the National Socialist Party win because they were elected? Was the Communist Party win because they were elected? Mm, no. Um and, and pro deficit policies are good because socialism is win. What? Okay. Uh, Socialism and communism are both very flawed economic systems. Um, At the same time, capitalism is a flawed economic system, too, but which one is most flawed, which one is most evil? Um, At least in capitalism, you have the chance to advance and to succeed on your own merits. And yes, it's, it's it's a little bit vicious, you could say that, but socialism, communism especially, what do they do? They make individuality completely irrelevant. It's all about what you can do for the collective, for the state. It's all about the state first and you second. Instead of having individualist policies, what can I do to better me, and in um, and in consequence of that, better my country and better the world. It's a totally reverse policy. It's a totally reverse mindset. You should be thinking about what I can do individually, not what I can do for the state. All right, anyway, um, I think we have something switchboard why don't we try and get a caller on so uh all right yes you you're thinking yourself am i on and yes you're on so start talking uh
0: yeah you said uh nazis were elected in they were yes you did know that uh they didn't even have a plurality or a majority in the Reichstag, right
1: uh that's not necessarily true they did have a plurality just not a majority.
0: uh, And uh, Hitler wasn't elected.
1: Well, his party was elected and they chose him as chancellor. By electing, even Um, by...
0: Nazis didn't choose Hitler to be chancellor. Uh, I believe that was a uh, Hindenburg that chose him to be chancellor.
1: Hindenburg to appease him, and, and meanwhile Hitler was waiting for Hindenburg to die because he was old and whatnot, so then he could become, um, he could take his role, but the Nazis only won 30-something percent of the vote uh, in the last legitimate election they had, but that was enough for them to become a dominant party, and in essence, they could do whatever they want, and so they instituted a one-party rule. And why? Because even though they didn't have
0: because of a flaw in their constitution.
1: Well, yes, but people will believe anything if you sell them you enough if you sell them enough, and you, you know they'll it was believe. Mainly
0: because of an exploit in their constitution. The what? They mainly got to power because of an exploit in the constitution.
1: Yes. I mean, you could say you could say that, but it's still they were still elected. When it was a legitimate election, and even though they're not
0: even comparing uh, Obama to the Nazis. I mean, Hitler was never elected.
1: Once again, that's because it's a different form of government. But the people who were elected, had similar viewpoints as him. So it's practically the Considering
0: same. Considering Nazis only had a plurality, they were never a majority. Therefore, the yes, majority of the people rejected for the Nazis.
1: Him. That's not that far from what Obama had, you know? Sure, he had slightly over 50, but that's not that much of a difference. That's still a lot of people. That's
0: like 9 million people. That's a big difference.
1: In the, U- in the US, um, it might not be possible unless there were dramatic circumstances to have the same situation there because the the scenario is not the same, but it's highly
0: impossible to have the same situation.
1: But there can still be elements of tyranny, which is what there are, and there could still be,
0: elements like the of Patriot Act.
1: No, the Patriot Act is misused by some people. Even if schools, was, will try and use the Patriot Act to like oppress the students. Essentially, the Patriot Act would, was not
0: the, passed by Obama. Uh, uh, that was passed by Bush.
2: Okay, but the Patriot Act.
0: So you would admit,
1: you
2: would, go admit after
0: you would admit that uh, Bush passed the Patriot Act to uh, limit our civil liberties, whereas Obama has passed no law limiting civil liberties.
1: Really, he has no law. No, no well, that's because he hasn't passed he hasn't passed much of anything. He hasn't accomplished anything. What he has done is he signed certain executive orders, which uh, for instance, forcing us to fund foreign abortions, that's curtailing civil liberty.
0: Wait, wait, what did we do?
1: By uh, by getting rid of the uh, Mexico City policy, which uh, prohibits us from funding foreign abortions, you know, what are you going to do? Say, I don't want to pay taxes because I don't want to fund this, but you can't do that, so you're forced to fund it. In pro- Even if you're only paying for a tiny percentage of it, you're still funding it, and that's 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 a form of tyranny, and that's a way of of a liberty, not,
0: not really.
1: Others for you know. I would
0: I time. would probably say uh, my tax money going to foreign countries is probably way down on my list of oh my god tyranny. It I mean, is. we've always done that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, I
0: remember. I remember asking you earlier, uh, "What is the way that Obama has taken away civil liberties?" Because you have yet to tell me.
1: I have yet to tell you.
0: Yeah, you've never told me a single civil liberty you've lost.
1: You define to me what you consider to be civil liberties, and I'll tell you.
0: Um, rights of citizens.
1: Okay, the rights of citizens. Now, if we say anything against this president, we can be threatened, essentially. Now, he might not directly sanction it, but you're labeled a racist. Wait, wait,
0: wait. If we speak against the president, what happens?
1: If you speak against the president, you're labeled a racist because you can't be against anything he does unless you've done that. Or – I've never
0: will people against Obama are racist except for people who I know or, or, or are I actually racist. these town
1: hall meetings. Uh these pro um socialized healthcare people for instance have attacked uh those who oppose it. That's threatening them. That's threatening your personal safety. That's getting rid of a civil liberty and he so he got and spoke go hey, out against it. So he's wait, essentially,
0: wait, so wait. He's essentially wait,
1: wait. sanctioning that.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So you're equating... Let, let's see. Uh, people who have attacked Obama are labeled as
1: racist,
0: whereas many attacks on Obama are libel.
1: Really? And, and how um, libel? Huh? How are they libelous?
0: How is it libel? Yeah. Uh, death panels? Um, FEMA concentration camps?
1: Right. Well, these are actually true things that could happen.
0: Uh, FEMA concentration camps can't happen. There's
1: actually, actually a plan um, if there was some major disaster that FEMA could establish these sorts of camps.
0: Uh,
1: FEMA has a lot of authority in that situation, which is actually kind of scary. I've heard about that, too. Uh,
0: yeah, that's. <laughs> I've never seen these. So uh, FEMA does not establish concentration camps.
1: No, it does not yet, but if there was a major... But they could.
0: They could establish concentration camps. That is what... Okay, so pretty much it's not what he has done, it's what he could do, considering that that applies to every president we ever elect.
1: Regardless, we are in the process of seeing our liberties curtailed. Do we stand by idly, or do we speak up about it? That's the question. And you being a supporter of Obama is going to defend him time and time again. You,
0: know, so, just uh, a, I, you, you still haven't him. told me many civil liberties you've lost. I could probably name more under uh, President Bush than you've come up with for Obama.
1: Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, violating
0: no, no, wait, wait, wait! You're going to let me go ahead. I'm going to go and make a list. Violating personal privacy, suspension of habeas corpus, uh, imprisonment without trial, uh, cruel and unusual punishment, maintaining wars that continue to kill people.
1: Oh, please. liberal oh, nonsense. No. What President Bush did was keep us safe and Does go after terrorism.
0: If you're
1: not being held or something for of attacks, chances mm-hmm. are you're doing something that will cause that, or you wouldn't be there. You don't just... They're not going to actually pick you up off the street and say, hey, you know what? You know what, Daniel? You, we suspect you be a terrorist. We're sending you to Gitmo. You have to actually be doing things which can be taken in that context as being um, helping...
0: Terrorists. AJ, AJ. AJ. AJ, they sent a teenager to Gitmo. Who is crying for his mom? Is he a dangerous threat to America? Is he going to destroy us? I don't think so. He's just a little kid.
1: Well, he must have been sent there for some reason, and uh, yeah, I because re- he, was an he was an
0: Arab. Saying. That's why he's there.
1: Oh, because he was an Arab. Yes, yeah, so it's bringing the race
0: thing. No, it's not a race thing. It's a profiling thing. Because instantly after 9/11, every Arab was out to get us. And so they passed the Patriot Act, the wiretap, and listen to every conversation that we have in the United States.
1: Uh, really? really. So, so they're listening. Maybe they're listening that list.
0: right can, you, can you go ahead and give me a list of what Obama has taken away from us?
1: <laughs> you said a President Bush chair. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give you one big one. He has taken away our sense of security. We should feel secure in this country, and because of his... Uh, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm feeling quite sick. Maybe you're just not. He's
1: allowing CIA heroes who interrogated hey, the
0: hey, terrorist government
1: hey, to, to potentially AJ. be investigated and prosecuted. That is how many,
0: how many? Okay, ridiculous. How many terrorist plots have we caught? I mean, like, we caught that one in New York. We caught one that was about to bomb a Jewish synagogue. I mean, so we're catching these people why is it still a problem, and you're saying he's making us feel less safe? There's still not been an attack. I mean, we're already past the time that Bush was in office that we got attacked on September 11th. So by that standard, we've been more safe under Obama than we've been under Bush.
1: Really? So what are you going to say when there's 9-11 times 10? Oh, that's Bush's fault. He made everyone hate us. No, it's Obama's fault for leaving our country Vulnerable the way it is.
0: So, no, no, whose fault was nine eleven? Who didn't prepare for that? Who ignored uh, government Clinton intelligence that We're down going down to be attacked on
1: our on our um, our intelligence spending and our defense spending in the first place. That might have not happened. And maybe if he had, he had two opportunities to take Osama uh, bin Laden out. Two opportunities. He passed on both of them.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Clinton. I'm talking about Bush.
1: Well, you just have this incessant hatred with President Bush that many other liberals and, and do.
0: I've already reviewed your little Obama's civil liberty thing. That, that's not a civil liberty, a sense of safety. That's just you freaking the fuck
1: out. Things. Okay, you're asking specifically, you know, did he take away uh, freedom of assembly or to petition for a redress of grievances? No, not these specific rights in the Constitution but the spirit of these rights and the security of the American people and the future of so the country. So pretty much
0: what you're saying, you're saying he's, the reason he's doing bad is because of what he could do, but not what he has done.
1: No, what he's in the process of doing. That's why.
0: So, so he hasn't done it yet. He's in the process of doing all this. So you still haven't said anything. He's fully done. You're just still freaking the fuck out. Over nothing.
1: Uh no, not over nothing. But maybe you're too concerned uh being epic fail liberal to worry about that. So yeah. now you're
0: gonna take me off gonna take me off the line now and then start to, to yourself again. Because <laughs> I, I heard you whining earlier that no one was calling you.
1: Uh who was calling?
0: i uh, I heard no one was calling. I mean you put me on the line like in the very beginning of the show. And I was the only caller.
1: Actually, I'm having the switchboard being handled by someone else, so no, the are people on the line. Come on, I, I want to talk to
0: them. on, right now, I want to talk to them.
1: Sure, one second. Jeez, you must be in. Are Are they on? Oh, Daniel, 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 Daniel. Let me see here. I was a little hard communicating um, as I'm, I have no access to it. Give me a second. I will see who else is on the line and get them on here. Um, just a moment. See, so this is not fun at all, folks. Um, we... Daniel, Daniel, you're there, okay, We lost them. Right, sorry for everyone else here. We're having some issues with the switchboard, um, but that was an interesting little uh spat we had there, and I'll try to get more callers on if we get this figured out in the meantime. Um, let's go back to number one. Who is number one on that list? Well, it would have to be Ronald. Wilson Reagan. It would be, it would be. Um, to me, this point is hard to argue. Reagan is undoubtedly the greatest commander of chief, the greatest president we've ever had. Of course, while not perfect, not able to get everything done, um, I know on the social issues in particular, he would have liked to get a lot more done, but unfortunately, given the error, um, it didn't happen. But the fact that he would have, in a heartbeat, did it if he could have, Uh, for instance, outlawing abortion, which he he once said, um, one of his favorite quotes that he he said was, um, you know, abortion on demand now takes the lives of up to one and a half million unborn children every year. Uh, Legislation ending this tragedy will someday pass the Congress, and you and I must never rest until it does. Really, really strong words. Uh, I think he'll be right in the long run, and, um, it's you know it's unfortunate because if he were able to end that when he was president, there was, you know, I mean it would have been just, just a, even a more phenomenal presidency. But in terms of economics, tax cuts that revitalized the economy got us out of a huge Carter recession. That was huge. So the eighties were a good time for people all around. Um, and defensively. You know, he took the Soviet Union, realized, hey, we got plenty of money, and they're going bankrupt. So what do we do? Build up our military, and they had to match it, obviously. And he rushed the end of the Soviet Union, and saved us years, possibly, by doing that. And he helped to bring them down to their knees and crushed the evil empire. Um, and strengthened our military, strengthened our country. And you know, it was a, just a, seemed like a time of hope. And you know, you listen to the guy speaking, real hope. I mean, Reagan made you proud to be an American. How could he not? How could he not make you proud to be an American? And the guy, I mean, this man—I, I, I, like I said, I've, I've watched so many, so much video of him. Of course, when he was making that speech at the at the Berlin, at the uh, Brandenburg Gate. You know, when Obama was doing it's like, oh god, I feel sick. You know, he was campaigning to, campaigning in Germany uh, during the American presidential campaign. But when, when, when Reagan was doing that, everyone cheering and waving American flags, and, hey, that gives you that sense of real pride and, and, and patriotism. And I wish we could still have that because that must have been a great time to be aware of. Um, and it's unfortunate, but really a, 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 just such a great commander in chief. And I, you can't say, even a lot of liberals love Reagan. They can say, I don't like most of his policies, but he was just such a good leader. Um, I don't like him. All right, we have a new caller on the line here. Uh, we got that little problem fixed. Hello, you're on the show. What's up?
2: Hey, am I on? You are, yes. Yeah, I'm going to argue against the Reagan thing and say the FDR was the best president ever.
1: Ah, uh, you mean King FDR? Now, why was King FDR the best president ever?
2: Because he brought this country through the Second World War.
1: Yeah, but he waited too long to get in. He let our allies, um, he let our allies carry the brunt of it until the end of '41, but he absolutely could not wait any longer. You know, inaction is well a very bad action in the first place. Had he put us into We do in the realize
2: we entered that war out of retaliation.
1: Yes, but we should have been defending so, our allies in the first place. Even when, even when uh, Britain was just an island fortress against an almost completely uh, not yet now I'm,
2: I'm quite sure at that time that those countries were not officially our allies. the u s had more of an isolationist policy.
1: We were still allies with the u k although we were just we, we were giving them equipment and, and aid and whatnot
2: um, An economic relationship, however, that's not a military relationship mm-hmm. We was, are now trading partners with many countries throughout the world, yet we're not allied to them now.
1: It was still clear.
2: Um, And he also helped us develop military-industrial complexes that actually rocketed the United States to world superpower status. And without FDR and our economic superpower after his reign or his presidential term, Reagan wouldn't have been able to bring down the Soviet Union. Or, as you say, he wouldn't be able to, because I'm personally thinking that it was more of an Afghanistan effort to bring down the Soviet Union during that time rather than Reagan sending money. Yeah. Um, Although it is true they did help out a bit.
1: I I wouldn't say that, because what he did was he spent the uh, Soviet Union to oblivion. He put pressure on them.
2: I'm, I'm fully aware of what Reagan did.
1: Okay, but the other hand, what is that what is okay, F D R here. Um F D R went there, sat down at all these different conferences with Stalin of all people, um, you know, acting all buddy buddy yeah. with him. Stalin was Stalin killed more people than Hitler. It was an alliance of convenience essentially, and we even worked with them in the first place. That was a, that was basically working with the devil. Um against another devil. Now that And yet,
2: Churchill say. did the same exact thing and Churchill is probably one of the greatest people in history. So,
1: Well, Churchill had to go along with it for their very survival. I mean, And also, Churchill was not... They got rid of him as soon as the war ended. I'm sure he would have uh, not been too kind, of them, kind to them after that
2: if that were the... Anyway. Well, here's, here's the thing. You're saying that he allied himself with Stone, but there really was no other alternative. The Soviet Union was by far the strongest country during that, the strongest country in that time. And in fact, the Soviet well, Union no, was the say country to bring it down.
1: Manpower. If you're talking about actual military strength, it was probably the Germans at the beginning, and then the Americans. Well, the yeah,
2: Americans. At, at the beginning, of course, yeah. But, um, um, well, actually, no, the Germans, uh, their military-industrial complex, it wasn't actually at full capacity at the, end of the, at the beginning of the war. In fact, it never actually reached full capacity throughout the war. Mm -hmm. I remember reading about uh, some sort of statistic, and it only reached about 65-70% total, which was, you know, in some way due to Hitler's micromanaging.
1: Yeah, well, he made a lot of stupid mistakes. If he hadn't made some of these
2: uh, errors,
1: they would have probably accomplished their goal. Well,
2: quite so, because all those idiotic things such as going after Stalingrad instead of Moscow. But the problem is, um, wait, what was I? Yeah, instead of, there was one other thing with Rommel, I believe. Um,
1: well, he had Rommel killed, basically, but that was when the war was pretty much just a matter of time. I mean, because Rommel, uh, they forced him to kill himself in, I think it was, was it July i uh, around. I'm
2: not yeah. sure Anyway, my original point is FDR was the greatest president because uh, he did bring us through a world war and he helped us come back from another economic depression yeah, But It could have been One handled that. I know, well, He harder.
1: did establish essentially uh, a large degree of socialism in our country, which has plagued us for the ensuing 60, 70 years
2: I wouldn't say it's plagued us I think it's actually modernized us seeing as most capitalist, how should I put this, capitalism in and of itself as an, as an economic system needs socialism at one point, and it needs to keep incorporating socialism, especially in a country like the United States, in order to really survive. Because if you had a, perf- a completely capitalistic nation, it won't be able to survive due to uh, changes in demand, changes in labor. It's just such a brittle system that, Socialism kind of has to stabilize it every once in a while.
1: Socialism has to stabilize it. Um, Well, installing permanent socialism was not a good idea. Uh, For instance, with social security. Now, all that does was take the burden of one generation and put it on another. Why not just have each generation take care of itself instead of trying to pay
2: for it every generation? It makes no sense. Because they're just extenuating circumstances sometimes. And it helps the government regulate those sort of things. I mean, if you leave it up to, like, um, insurance companies, I mean, if you leave it up to capitalistic uh, companies to take this matter in their own hands, then you can really be facing some bad economic crises if something goes wrong. So you have to have some sort of government stabilization in order to ensure that it works. Because I'm pretty sure that if the entire baby boom generation Baby Boom generation had their um, Social Security in these companies. That when they were actually cashing in on their Social Security, a lot of people would not get that money.
1: No. Yeah. Well, that's um, definitely true. But uh, the thing is, though, what this has done is have this permanent socialistic mindset, which which, which FDR started. And so I don't agree when people rank him as such a great president. And not only that, putting all this aside, um, is it very American for someone to want to seemingly be president endlessly? Let's say he lived uh, another twenty years. So if he were president for thirty uh, some odd years, that's fine. That's basically a king, a dictator. I mean,
2: I'm quite sure he would have sure. been ousted out of office, or at least he would have been. I'm quite sure that his health wouldn't have permitted much more time in office i mean you can see what the presidential terms just do to people i mean if you look at bush in 2000 he's got color in his hair he looks healthy you look at him in 2008 he looks like he's 20 years older presidential terms age people they if someone has a health concern then they're not going to last very long in that office
1: uh well well they, they physically age you but uh you know, Reagan and Ford just lived uh to over ninety, so I wouldn't say that shortens
2: your lifespan necessarily. Well yeah, sure, but the thing is you can see that Reagan's um disease was actually exacerbated by this um presidential term. I believe he had Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's or something.
1: Yeah. Um that yeah, that that was that was true definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just happen to disagree on these points. Although, you know, you just have a fundamental difference in opinion that I do um, on this particular issue. I'm not a big FDR fan. I'm not going to rank him at the bottom. Did some things right, but he did a lot of things wrong too, in my opinion. You know, as a conservative, I just don't agree with what FDR did. Maybe what he did got us out of the, helped get us out of the, or, you know, kept people uh, afloat during the Great Depression. Maybe as a temporary solution. But as, as things that he instituted that became permanent? Okay, this one thing that FDR did he wanted to increase the number of ju- judges, justices of the Supreme Court, and basically packed them with appointees to do whatever he wanted to do. I mean, he ended up appointing a bunch that changed the tally anyway. But at the beginning, he wanted to do this. That's very American. He basically acted as a dictator or a king. He's a king, basically. You know, imagine having a president for um, thirteen years or so. One guy. And that's boring. Guess what else? So, I mean, two terms is plenty. And um, it's just not very American the way he behaved. So, I'm just not a big fan. Uh, the FDR. Anyway, so um, we went through a lot of different uh, presents tonight. A good number of them. If you have any final comments, yeah, you want to call in now, 347 308 I don't think we're going to go a full two hours tonight unless something really interesting happens uh, just for the fact that this is a rather inconvenient way to do the show right now. Uh, uh, which I'm sure you get. But um, I believe this is a good list. Now, you could argue moving a couple of people around, sure. But this is the way I see it from my understanding of history. You know, the way that certain historians do it, ranking President Bush low and ranking other people higher, I disagree with. I disagree with. Okay, so with that said, we will bring an end to tonight's show. It's been fun. Uh, It's going to run about an hour and 15 minutes or so. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Same time, same place. Hopefully I'll be able to run my own switchboard, but thanks. uh, uh, Thanks for who's ever been helping me out today. I'm not going to name names, but uh, you know who you are. Anyway, so um, it's been fun. We'll be back next time for an all-new installment of the A.J. Bruno show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for being patient with the difficulties we had tonight, the tackle difficulties. And until next time, so long and uh, good night and hope I brought you over to see, hey, this is a good list. I'm on board. We agree. All right. See you later.